Welcome to Two Chicks in a Horror Flick, a weekly horror movie review podcast. I'm Tani Ray. And I'm Felicia Connor. Subscribe to get new episodes every Wednesday. We dive into trivia, drink a little whiskey, and of course, give our no BS opinions. Join our Discord server or message us on social media to talk all things scary. And if you like the show, consider supporting us on Patreon. You can find all these links on our website, twochicksandahorrorflick.com. Thanks for listening. Now let's get scared. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. We are excited. So our second episode for October is The Exorcist Believer. We're doing a whole Exorcist month. And I don't know if you noticed, Tawny, my Exorcist shirt. I sure did. That's ah. beautiful. So that, that, <laughs> I got it online. There's many holes at the top. It makes me think of those jokes like that, like in movies and stuff where they're like, you're going to pay for clothes that look damaged. Right. <laughs> and I did. But I thought this was so perfect. It says like, I'm not Reagan. And down here it says, what an excellent day for an exorcism. And I was like, oh my God, I have to get that for our for our October month. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I don't have an exorcist shirt, but I wish I did. <laughs> you have a better shirt. You have a two right. chicks and a horror flick shirt. You're right. That's what I got on mm-hmm. today. Yep. Representing. <laughs> Before we jump in, Tawny, what are you drinking? Um, well, I have a protein shake today because nice. as I was telling you before we were recording, Jade bullied me into a um, circuit training class yesterday and I am still paying for it. Very sore, very <laughs> tired. And I was like, maybe I should drink a protein shake. Is that going to help? I don't know. I hope so. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah, not trying to get like. <laughs> super jacked or anything but i'm like can you i'm like will will you help me protein not be a sore i don't know i don't know if that's how that works but i think so i think the protein shake after is supposed to help that there's fitness people out there going no but i know (laughs) i do have this like specific protein i believe it is a protein recovery shake for after you work out so yeah, i should have done it yesterday but i didn't we i think it's supposed to help the pain Okay. Two after. Yeah. I hope but. so. Anyway, that, that and some water is what I got. What are you drinking? I'm drinking lemon water. Ooh. Yeah. Fancy. Yeah. Fancy I like water. it. <laughs> all right. What have you been up to? What do you want to share? What have you been reading, watching, all that stuff? Oh, I should have taken notes. Um, before we get into that, um, oh, just a quick yes. shout out. Yeah, we were on an episode. We are. <laughs> I don't I don't know how to talk about it. It is it's going to be live by the time this episode's live. So we have an episode out right now with BBK, yep. um, Bev's Video Kingdom podcast. They are great. And we had done an episode with them about a year ago um, where we were judges on one of their draft episodes. And this time we got to be on a couple episodes on a Halloween episode talking about the movie Halloween. And we got to participate in the draft instead of being judges and so then we were judged and so definitely go check that out and i gotta say i liked being a judge better (laughs) is that what we did last time right yeah yeah i liked being a judge way better too yeah i was stressed oh same (laughs) so stressed on this one (laughs) um and i said there there would be an episode live but i think there will only be one and then the second episode, I think the draft will come out on Halloween. So yes. sorry, just 
being just clarifying. On yeah. That. Yeah. We don't want anyone calling us out for being wrong. Right. <laughs> yeah. I can't have that. I cannot. Um, Tony, you said you said it'd be live. No. Um, but yeah, it was stressful, but very fun. Very oh, good totally. conversation. Yeah. I really enjoy being on their show because they're so much freaking fun. These guys are just chill and funny and kind. It's just a blast being on the show. And I also really love, it's just really comfortable. I feel like it could bust their chops, which I only do if I know I can do it. And I'm not going to offend anybody. And it's just a really comfortable vibe and so much fun. Agreed. And I'm sure I've, you know, shouted out their podcast enough, but here's another one in case you, this is maybe your first episode or you haven't listened to a lot of our podcasts, but their podcast is just amazing. Go check them out. They have, between all of them, they have so much movie knowledge. It's insane. Like just the, the, the depth of knowledge <laughs> from them. And I usually listen to their draft episodes because I'm not as familiar with all the movies they watch and talk about, but it's really, really great. Go, go definitely check that out. Yes. So on to what I have been watching and doing. Well, um, I don't really have too much to report. Let's see. I should have taken notes. I did start watching The Fall of the House of Usher. Ooh, I saw that. Steve was like, no, not tonight or ever, probably. So what are you <laughs> thinking about it? Um, I am. I don't remember where I'm at. I'm not finished with it. I think I have a couple episodes left. Um and it's okay. I don't like it. I think I like it the least of all the um, like Mike Flanagan shows so far. But that I, I don't hate it either. It's just like it's just a different kind of vibe. Um, so, but it's like nice to just like have something on and put mm-hmm. it on. So been watching that. We also restarted uh, or started watching the second season of Loki because that just came out. And I'm liking that so far, but we'll see how it goes because I'm hearing really bad things about this second season. So we'll see. Um, Also watched last night. I was like, just I was really feeling like I want to watch something like 70s from the 70s, (laughs) but I couldn't really like nail anything down. So what I watched instead was a movie from 2016 that's meant to look like it was in the 60s or 70s, The Love Witch. And it was fucking weird. I don't know how to feel about it. It was weird. You should like look this one up, Felicia. It might be something that we have to watch and talk about just because it's like so different. It was so it was a very surreal kind of movie. Um, But that's all I'll say about that. And then uh, last one that I definitely need to shout out. Have you seen The Boogeyman yet? No. That I haven't. One, I've wanted to. I've tried to talk Stephen to it several times. We have to rent it. And he's like, oh, not that he doesn't mind renting, but he doesn't even want to watch horror. So they, <laughs> we haven't right. seen it yet. Do you? I thought you had a Hulu. Do you not? Yeah, we do. It's oh, on, it Hulu. on Hulu. Yeah. Oh, OK. We just he always opens up Prime and I see it there on Prime. OK. OK, cool. I'm going to try tonight to get him to watch it. Yeah. Uh, this I'm just nodding. That's <laughs> I'm just nodding my head at Felicia. Yeah, just yes. Um, and then report back to me. <laughs> OK, I told him that people are saying like decent things about this. And he's like, mm, maybe not tonight. Of of the 2023s, I feel like this is going to be a must watch. And so okay. you have to watch it. We probably should talk about it at some point. OK. In all of our time that we have available. Um, which I'm sure we'll get to when we get to your updates. 
So anyway, that's kind of the the gist of what I've been watching. What I've been doing, I started crocheting a blanket. I don't know if you saw my thing I posted I on my Instagram. I only posted it once on like my stories. Um, and so I'm making really good progress with that, actually. Like I learned to crochet like years ago and it's something that I pick up like mostly in the fall. But, you know, I'll pick it up like one year and drop it for a couple of years, and, like come back to it. But this year I was like, I want to like just be doing something, something crafty. So I'll post another picture of it. I'm making good progress. So that's been fun. I'm looking at it right now. That's what I'm doing. Oh, at my. Oh, I don't story. know how to see your story. It went away. It, oh, I posted it, went away. it like a I'm week sorry. ago. I posted right. the start like a week ago. So no worries. <laughs> oh, I also saw Saw X. I forgot to mention that. <gasps> yeah. We did a back to back. We did like double feature. We saw Exorcist Believer last week and then turned around and saw Saw X. So you'll have to. Excuse me if my exorcist believer memory is a little fuzzy because that was a week ago. So I have to tell you, I was devastated because, okay, Friday, Steve and I went to go see Exorcist Believer and we just were so excited to get out of the house that yeah. our movie was at 8.50 and we left at like 5.30 to go have <laughs> dinner and then okay. like milked that until 6.50. Like we <laughs> don't know what else to do. So we went to Fat Cats because they have a, a little bar there and we're sitting there watching like stupid things they had on the TV okay. and like chit-chatting. And I was like, man, I wish I wish we could watch Saw. And he goes, are, are they playing Saw? Like maybe we should, we could go watch Saw and then go watch The Exorcist or vice versa. It's like, are you my husband asking me to do a double feature of horror. And he's like, what? yeah, let's do it. Cause he likes, he likes the saw franchise actually. Yeah. And so I was like, Oh, they had just stopped playing saw at that theater that weekend. Oh no. How is that? That's I tried weird. to get him to, dr- let's just go to a different, let's oh, just yeah, go to a different much. movie theater. <laughs> he's like, okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh, so you I'm guys are going to have to go see it though. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know when we're going to be able to, though, with the move and stuff. But uh, definitely, I mean, we'll definitely see it once it comes out on, you know, TV yeah. somewhere. But I don't know if it's a I, I don't think I'd say that it's a must see in theaters. So, OK, OK. Yeah. yeah. Um. OK, so, yeah. What else? Tell me what else in your world. Oh, but are you updates? done with the are you done yeah. with your updates? Okay. Yeah. Um, so as you can tell behind me, if you're on YouTube, if not, you have no idea, but we're moving. So we're moving on the first we were been, we've been packing. I also had applied for a, a role. It's at the same company. I love the company I work for and, uh, it's at the same company, but it's, it was an, uh, instructional designer role. I've wanted to do this since like 2016. And I've been doing this type of work as a trainer, but never like as a dedicated instructional designer. So I applied, um, there was, uh, another really great candidate. I was nervous. I was just like waiting and I got the role. I'm very, very excited. So I'm a senior instructional designer and and I'm so, so stoked. The other candidate, I can't wait. I'm hoping they're actually talking about possibly opening up more roles. And that person was, I can't just wait to work with them on instructional design. So that'll be really exciting. I'm just so, so happy. And it's just, you, I was plopped right into some giant projects. So there's a lot of sweating too, (laughs) but I'm really happy. 
Um, what else? Uh, as far as what I saw, so we watched, we were trying to find something fun to watch, something good to watch. We've been watching a lot of the news and everything going on. So it was mm-hmm. just like every day, all day long, it's on. So one evening I'm like, can we just maybe watch something that'll make us smile? And so yeah. we watched Dazed and Confused. We love that movie. It's one of our favorites. And we're just talking about, even though it's set in, I believe it's set in the seventies. It's so nostalgic of a high school experience, even though it's in a different era than we grew up in high school, just the like driving around and then ending up at this place and then ending up at another place. And just like, I don't know. I just love that movie. So great. And then last night, I really want to shout this movie out. It's called The Covenant with Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, It was absolutely amazing. It's a war movie. It's based on a true story. It was fantastic. And I just want to say, I literally had to stop to look up this other man's name. His name is Dar Salim. And he played Ahmed, sorry, Ahmed in the movie. So Jake Gyllenhaal or Gyllenhaal, whatever his name is, and which who I, I love him as well. So I'm not like dismissing him. And then Dar Salim was so phenomenal. Like the acting, his acting, gosh, I just fell in love with this character, Ahmed. So anyways, I had to look him up so that I could share his name and give him a shout out in case he hears this. You never know. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, what, so that's what was that, that on? Um, I feel like that's new, right? Am I crazy? Yeah, I believe we saw, I believe we saw it on Netflix. Shoot. I'd have to look. It was either Netflix or Prime. Okay. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Watch is probably on HBO Max. We just like hit all of them until we find something we like. So yeah. <laughs> so really, really good. And then last but not least this morning, I was really proud of myself because when I my eyes opened, I thought... I really want to write. And instead of not doing it, well, first I should do this. I should make the kids bad. I should do this. Blah, blah, blah. I went downstairs and I picked up my smart typewriter and I wrote. So nice. that made me very happy trying to build some better habits. Yeah. Man, I bet that's fucking hard, especially right now with how busy you are. I just can't even. This is, again, something I was telling Felicia. I just can't. <laughs> like, you're like, no big deal. Just traveled back from Malaysia. Like got a new job, like plopped into a big uh, or a new role, I should say, because you're still at the same company, just a different role, but then plopped into all these big uh, projects and you're moving, (laughs) you know, make sure you're packing. So I bet it's hard to squeeze in any kind of like fun hobby, you know, or writing even, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I really want to, I'm doing this little um, for the past few days, called Overcoming Writer's Resistance. And this uh, writing coach has these webinars. It's so cool. She talks about the science behind why we resist things. And uh, and I'm sure a lot of people have heard all about, you know, um, fight or flight, and it's a natural response to something scary and all this stuff. But she really like breaks it down and then gives you ideas on how to overcome it and how to build those habits. And so it's really cool. It's like five days long. Mm, that's neat. Yeah. So I just pop into her webinar and listen and it's it's very inspiring as well. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Cool. That's it. That's a lot. Should we get into busy it? busy it's, times? It is busy times. It is. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm down to get into it. All right, friends, let's get into it. We are talking about the 2023 film, The Exorcist Believer. I watched it in the theater. <laughs> I think that's all the only place you can watch it right now. <laughs> yeah. The director is David Gordon Green. And I never remember the directors we talk about, really. So when I looked him up, I was like, oh, my God, we've talked about him before for sure. Halloween 2018, Halloween Ends, Halloween Kills, Pineapple Express, Express, Pineapple Express, <laughs> Stronger, Bones and All, were some of the movies that I grabbed that I noticed the most. Bones and All? That's what it said. Uh-oh. Maybe you played it I'm different. Just... Oh, wait, no, that's Luca. Yeah. What did what he do on that movie? I wonder. It might have been. Was he in it? Maybe. Oh, I'm not sure. Huh. You know what? That shows me because when I when it came up, I was like, okay. I went and looked at all the movies to check the director, and as I got like to Pineapple Express, I was like, okay, these are all his movies. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Shit, <guess> sorry. <laughs> no, I'm glad you called you called it out. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Ahead. No, sorry. Keep going. I was going to go into cast, so. Oh, I was just going to say, because of that, like, I knew it was him, and I was, like, going in with really low expectations because of the whole Halloween um, trilogy. I mean, the first Halloween is good. I liked that one, but the other two were pretty rough. (laughs) We've done episodes on those, but. I really like Pineapple Express. I haven't seen it. (laughs) (laughs) I like Seth Rogen, though, and James Franco. They crack me up. All right, the cast. Lydia Jewett was Angela, Olivia O'Neill as Catherine. So those were the two kids started off with them. Leslie Odom Jr. was Victor Fielding, which was uh, not Lydia, Angela's dad and Dowd as the neighbor. We all know Anne and her name was Anne in the movie. Jennifer Nettles as Miranda. This is Catherine's mom, Catherine's dad, Norbert Leo Butts as Tony. And then Ellen Burstyn as Chris McNeil and Linda Blair as Reagan McNeil. The budget was 30 million. The box office so far is 107.6 million. Well, I mean, since they've updated Wikipedia, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 22%. AMDB gave it a 5.1 and Letterboxd gave it a 2.1. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. One thing I didn't do, Exorcist Summary. (laughs) So here we go. Let's see which summary comes up first. Uh, oh, wait, sorry. The Exorcist Believer summary. Yeah, no, already did. Already did Exorcist. <laughs> All right. First thing that pops up. Google. Giving me a film synopsis. When his daughter Angela and her friend Catherine show signs of demonic possession, it unleashes a chain of events that forces single father Victor Fielding to confront the nader of evil. Terrified and desperate, he seeks out Chris McNeil, the only person alive who's witnessed anything like it before. I really butchered this tiny (laughs) two-sentence summary, but (laughs) there you go. All right, Tawny, what do you think about, what did you think? What do you think right now about this movie? (laughs) (laughs) What am I thinking? What did you think? What are you going to think? Yes, exactly. (laughs) I'm having trouble with my tenses, so just going to throw them all out there. (laughs) Why not? Um, You know, turn back now if you don't want this movie spoiled for you. Uh, I 
because I went in with such low expectations, I kind of ended up liking it, <laughs> which I feel like is blasphemy. And I think people are going to be like, what the fuck are you on? Because it does seem like most people really are hating this based on the, the scores. And I, I've tried not to read too much about it. I, I just, yeah, I've only been seeing like scores and general, like the general pulse of it. But I didn't, I, you know, sometimes I like to come into these conversations fresh with my own thoughts and not like what other people <laughs> have said. And so I might be crazy, but I kind of fucking liked it. And it was a fun theater experience. Like I was glad that we saw it in theaters. It kept me on the edge of my seat. Like it was nice and creepy in the moments that it was supposed to be creepy. Um, and I liked the overall message. I definitely think it was a little, don't get me wrong. I think there are problems. There was some like very heavy handed, like shit with the whole message of the movie. I liked the message, which was basically like, we all have to come together to, you know, defeat this evil, which is great. But I think it was really overdone, very much shoved in your face over and over again. And, um, some of the acting was like a little shaky, but some of it was really good. And I, I don't know. I liked some of the nods to the original Exorcist, but some of it was a little like eye rolly. So I don't know. That's kind of where I landed. I kind of liked it, actually. How did you feel? <laughs> I just love how you're like, <laughs> she has her hands up like, yeah, people are don't gonna come, come for me. For me. Don't yeah. come for me. I feel exactly the same way you do. I think it was so helpful that I was dreading watching this movie. Right. I literally the whole time was thinking, God, I'm getting Steve to go to the movies with me. I wish we're seeing Saw or something, you know, like not this. Uh, And I even told him it's it's going to be terrible. It's going to be terrible. I just kept telling him. Yeah, just prep yourself. Yeah. And... I enjoyed it. I had fun. I had a lot of fun with the movie. I feel exactly the same way you do. There's some things that I liked. There's some things that I was like, eh. But I had an enjoyable time. And so did Steve. And Steve said uh, he actually gave me a rating. He said he would rate it 3.75, which is... Was it 3.75 or 4? No, no way. That no was, way. No, yeah, 3.75. And he said it was way better than Nope. Right, okay. <laughs> okay. I'm going to stop saying that. We now, get okay? it, Steve. Okay, we get, we it. get it. Oh, I have to. I, okay, I'm married to him and I have to hear it after every single movie. It was <laughs> no, still better than Nope. It was still better than Nope. That's fair. Pass it through to me so that I can uh, feel your pain. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, I okay. had fun with it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, to talking about it. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Okay, we're we're blasphemers. People are going to be... <laughs> but I don't know. I, I mean, as much as I really enjoy The Exorcist, the original, you know, we talked about that last um, episode. I, I'm not like a diehard the original Exorcist, you know, like fan or like... I've never seen any other movies. I keep going to watch them, especially this month, but then I just keep going like no I don't know I just I'm not feeling it so I'm not like you know beholden to the original exorcist or like the franchise or anything I don't know so maybe that makes the difference for us as we're like yeah yeah exactly I will say and I thought this I mean a hundred percent I liked I think what also helped me to like this movie more is that I watched it right after the exorcist and right after doing all of that research yeah, because there were things like I felt like it followed 
the real story a little closer, right? And so when they're going in and out of the hospitals and they're going, and I'm like, oh, this is like the real story, which I wouldn't have been excited about that if I didn't know what the real story was. Yeah. And then the nods. I also liked uh, the different nods and and the um, re- uh, purposing of the of the nods, right? Not doing exactly what they did back in The Exorcist, but still nods to the uh, original Exorcist. Agreed. Um, let's also pause here because we did record a, a Patreon video on the real story of The Exorcist, and I gotta tell you, I was like pretty creeped out. I don't think I told you that, or maybe no, I did. Maybe I messaged you or something. Just no, like, you didn't okay. tell me you were creeped out. Okay, it yeah. That pretty sufficiently creeped me out more than, you know, anything for a long time. After, like, talking through it and thinking about it, I was like, man, that's really crazy. Because it is, like, a story of a real, you know, a possession, an exorcism. And, like, who knows? Because, obviously, like, none of us were there. But all of the stuff that you shared was really creepy. And I felt like all lended itself to this kid is not faking it, right? It was so well-documented and over such a long period of time But also, you know, it leaves you with so many questions. There's really no answer. There's like, you know, one of the things I pointed out is like, you almost want it to wrap up nicely like a movie, but of course it doesn't because it's not. (laughs) It's real life. Yeah. And I don't know. It just like set me up where I was like, just thoroughly creeped. Like I heard weird sounds, you know, and it would make me jump (sighs) and stuff. So that was awesome. It might be evil, but I'm so excited that that creeped you out. <laughs> I couldn't tell when I was when I was going through it. Um, and, and for for those of you, well, no one has heard the Patreon episode yet because I haven't posted it. But <laughs> when you do, if you do, um, when we go through, I, I just went through the diaries of the priest. And so that was doing the exorcism. And so as it was getting on and on, I was like, oh gosh, I hope Tawny is liking this. I was so in my head, like maybe this is too much. And so it makes me happy to hear. I was locked in, dude. I was like (laughs) right along for the ride, that whole story. So it was great. It's awesome. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. On to, on to this movie. All right. On to this movie. Um, I'll just start off. I really... So when I sat down and I and I we were introduced to this family and the death of his wife and then moving right into the children going missing, all of that was so sad and terrifying. I thought they did it really well, especially when the kids were missing and, and just the panic. I was like, oh, wait a second. So far, so good. <laughs> so far, I'm not hating this. Yeah. And you know what? You mentioned the other exorcists. Yeah, I haven't seen them. Um, I remember I did see one. It was so horrific. They don't even remember. Not in a good way. Sorry, I shouldn't say horrific because we're a horror podcast. It was <laughs> so lame. All I remember is it starts with like knights. Maybe they're the Knights Templars or something. I was what? like, what is this garbage? And um, yeah, I remember watching it and I blocked most of it out. I'm like, oh, God, I don't like any of this. What the I think hell? my favorite exorcism movie of all time is The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Oh, yeah. So I don't know why I just mentioned that. Oh, just because I know why. I was thinking of this movie and I was like, oh, I like this. And I also saw The Pope's Exorcism. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It seemed kind of Yeah. Yeah. It was just like always the 
like the same thing when it comes to exorcisms and like how they're performed. So uh, another reason why I thought that this this was going to be super lame. But yeah, totally. It Yeah, this gave it a little even though it's like still an exorcism movie and there's still the same like, you know, possession beats and stuff. It did feel a little bit different to me, which was nice. But um, yeah, I agree about the beginning. I really liked how there was a lot of mirroring, you know, like we started off in a different country. And I like how in the end, though, because in the original Exorcist, that whole like prologue in is Israel. No, no, Iraq, Iraq. Mm-hmm. Iraq. Um, that ends up like unleashing, we think, Pazuzu. It's not super spelled out in the movie, but um, I like how in this movie we are in Haiti and it ends up being the thing that protects or saves Angela potentially in the end. And so I liked that we kind of flipped that instead of being like unleashing something evil. It was like putting protection over her. Yes. Oh my gosh. So I have to tell you this because this totally aligns with what we talked about last episode. So although the demon's name is not revealed in the film, much like how Pazuzu was not officially named in the Exorcist films until Exorcist 2, The Heretic. Oh, I think that's the one I watched. Okay. Okay. Um, Though, because I thought, ooh, heretics, I'm going to like this. I have it tattooed (laughs) to my arm. I was like, oh, I'm definitely like this, but no. Anyways, anyways, I digress. Uh, though William Peter Blatty identified him in the novel. Okay, whatever. So there we go. Uh, The end credits identify it as Lamashtu. In Mesopotamian mythology, Lamashtu is a dynamic figure that preys on pregnant women during childbirth. Remember, we talked about this. To feed on the newborn infants, and her sworn enemy is none other than Pazuzu, who despite being a bringer of famine, can be invoked to protect against Lamashtu. Wow. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I didn't see that in the end credits. I No. I don't look at them that closely unless (laughs) unless something is stuck out to me. I'm like, huh, I wonder. And then I look. Yeah. Usually animated movies where I want to identify who the voices are. But other than that, dope. So I thought that was fun. Um, Yeah, that's interesting. And I I liked this whole setup because it does uh, give us a really nice relationship between Victor and Angela and they, I felt like, were really great together. Like, the chemistry mm-hmm. of them, they seemed definitely, like, father-daughter. You know, you could tell that he really cared about her. It was great. Yeah. I really couldn't stand the other parents. Yeah, they sucked. Yeah. I mean, the mom was all right. She was all She's right. She's all right. Just what they just weren't, I don't know. I just didn't care about them at all. Yeah, me either. And I don't think you're supposed to. You're really like seeing this movie through his Victor's eyes. And when you're going all the way, I'm going all the way to the end. So the one little girl's spirit was taking, taken because her dad screwed up. Because he was know. like, I pick you. I choose you. And oh, my God, I did like this, though, where as soon as he said that, all of a sudden you see her in this room, this trapped in this purgatory hellish room and then taken 
That was so scary because usually you just see what the possessed person is experiencing on the outside, but not like what's going on with the the, the actual person that's trapped. Like, cause you have a demean, a demonic force that, but the, God, wow, Felicia struggling. So you <laughs> have a you. Felicia that's stuck, but you have a demonic person, uh, uh, thing. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what's happening to the real person that's stuck in the body? I liked this piece. It was so scary. Fucking me too, because again, what's something that we talked about in the, in your Patreon video about the real exorcist or the real possession that the exorcist original was based on is there is an element of like that boy experiencing like visions of things. And it reminded me of that. Like I was like, Oh yes, we're getting to see what it, what the experience is like of them trapped inside their body. Exactly. Like you're saying. And it was really scary. And you know what else I liked about it also to back up in case you've listened to this far and you haven't seen this movie, you're not going to just so you know, at the end of the movie, the demon says, pick one. One of these girls will die, but the other one will survive. <laughs> and so the other family, like in their, you know, just panic, chooses their own daughter. And then you do get to see what it's like for her. She ends up um, dying. That's the twist at the very end instead of being saved. And what I liked is that it was set in that area where they go out into the woods. They go into this like drain thing. I don't even know what to call it. Um, yeah. But they go kind of under... It's like a drain tunnel or yeah. Yeah. Kind of small one. But that's where they try to do some kind of like seance or whatever. Like they're just like fucking around because they're just being kids in the woods. And I like how her like the the vision of hell basically is her in that tunnel because that's like where it started. It wasn't this like really abstract version of hell, which I really appreciated because I felt like it really grounded it, made it a lot more Mm -hmm. scary. Oh, I totally agree. And then those people like dragging her because they dragged her under the water, like the you know you assume into hell. That's so scary. Yeah, in all of the different exorcist or sorry exorcism movies in general, either the demons released and the person's there and they're better, or they die. Yeah, but we don't ever see the other side. Yeah, of, like, what happens? Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. Something I didn't like as much was the CGI elements. I feel like maybe they could have done without that. One very particular one is when the whatever comes yeah. out of her mouth and then they the smoke and the fire, the f- smoke eats up the essence that came out of her mouth. I don't know, whatever. All of that, I was like, oh, okay, this is a little, this not to bash Hocus Pocus, but that's a different (laughs) level of spooky movie, right? That's more like kid level. And I felt like this was kind of juvenile or kind of, I don't know how to explain it. You know what I'm talking about. Okay. (laughs) I'm with you hundred percent. Cause like the whole time, you know, cause we, we went into this movie, both of us with low expectations. And so like the whole time I'm kind of like, okay, when are we going to go off the rails? I'm waiting for it. You know, I'm like, okay, this is all good, but at some point we're going to go off the rails. And I keep, I kept thinking that. And then we got like, I don't know, about halfway through the movie and I turned to Jade and I was like, I think I fucking actually like this. I'm surprised. It's like <laughs> really good so far. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, me too. And we kept watching it. And right then when all that smoke came out of their mouth, I was like, here we go. We are about to go off the fucking rails and this is going to suck. But somehow I felt like it kind of reeled itself back in. Yes, at it the did. End. 
So I was like, okay, I, you know, I didn't like that part either. I thought it was a little like hokey in a way that the rest of the stuff wasn't like, I don't know. All of their physical manifestation of being possessed is like very rooted in reality and scary, I felt like. And, you know, your typical stuff like thrashing around, maybe floating, they, but they have scratches on their body, which is really scary. And then all of a sudden this like evil mist comes out of it. I don't know. I was like, this is weird. <laughs> evil mist. I love And you're just going to burn it away. I don't know. I really, I also did not like this, but. Yeah, I feel like maybe with this one woman, this one spiritual religious leader, because that, I thought that was cool how they brought all the religions were needed or all the different people were needed. This also made me think back to the real story of yeah. the family members were there, different religious people were there, like all of that trying to exercise. So that was cool. I thought maybe they struggled with figuring out like how would they display her particular um religious practices yeah but i don't think they needed to do that because even in the very very beginning when uh his wife was pregnant and they were doing the chanting and they had like the little they had like these little like little music maker thing and all of these little things a little statue like they could have used that stuff that type of thing they didn't need to do like this supernatural what did you call it De- what was it demon uh. I don't know. What did I, I don't know what demon you fog? It. it was good though. Yeah. The supernatural <laughs> demon fog. We didn't need that part of it. Yeah. Agreed. Also, while we're still on this topic about the end, something that really bothered me was I, I didn't really like the whole like, oh, one girl has to die and the other can survive thing because I was like, why is anybody in this room even buying this? You're dealing with a demon who are known to fucking lie. So like, why? I don't know why that this part annoyed me for just, I don't know, for some weird reason where it was like the demon says it, but that doesn't mean that it's true or that you have to believe it. But then that became that did become like the basis of how we were going to proceed kind of. And I didn't like that because I was like, why is everybody buying this? But in the end, it ended up being kind of true. So I guess it was it was true in the end, but then why wouldn't the demon just take both? I don't know. Like, what is the what's the end goal? Like, this is where I got a little lost, but maybe it was going to. And what saved Angela was her tie to her mom. I don't know. Maybe that was the intention there. But I would like a little more on this as well, because I totally I didn't feel like everyone was going along with it per se. OK, so first of all, <laughs> I love how you said that, but. I don't know, not but, and we know that demons are always lying because we watch a lot of horror. But <laughs> what, if, what if you weren't a horror buff? So you didn't like watch a lot of scary movies? You might not yeah. know that demons always be lying. We know that though. <laughs> we know that. So it is a bummer though that nobody said anything. Now the Catholic priest wasn't in there, and apparently only Catholic priests really know about exorcisms, right? So oh, true. Yeah. Uh, okay. He wasn't in there to say, hey guys, the demon's gonna lie a lot. And then um the the father, um, Angela's father, and then Catherine's mom, they locked eyes almost like we're not. We're in this we're together. Yeah, we're yeah. not going to give up one of our daughters. And so then they just kept fighting through it. And then that dad ran in there and was like, I chose you. Yeah. But so what if that dad did that? It's not like everybody collectively, you know what I mean? Like this dad comes running into the other room, but the mom wasn't. 
the mom. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. It was weird. Why? This part was weird. Yeah. It was yeah. Like weird. You what know. were they saying? Like this girl doesn't have a tie to her parents or her. I, Cause I didn't get that through the movie. I didn't get through the movie that she was, her parents didn't care about her and that they weren't close with her. No, I didn't either. And like, I, you know, if we take what we learned from the original exorcist, um, well, maybe not the movie, but we talked about this in our episode, you know, the goal of the demon is to make you it's, it's to shake your belief. It's to make you question. It's to make you doubt. It is, you know, ultimately for that. But then, like, if that's the demon's goal, why not try to take both? And maybe that's what it was, you know, like in the end, maybe it was that the demon's goal was to break apart this group and the group's goal was to stay together and come together, which, again, I like this whole um, idea. And even if they had chosen, both girls were going to die anyway. It's just that Angela's... um like protection spell or maybe the protection spell and her connection to her mom is what saved her in the end. It's not 100% clear, but that's kind of how I choose to think about it, I think, is that that initial protection spell is what saved her in the end. But, you know, he uses that his, her mom's scarf as the tie to her. So. Yeah, the um, there was mention and I didn't write this down at first, but I do have it pulled up just in case, because I was like, I don't know about this. But in the original Exorcist, and this is something that Catholic priests wear, is uh, that purple, you know, frock. It says frock here, but I do not think it's called a frock, but that's OK. Um, it is the church's symbol against evil. And so uh, her Angela's mother's scarf is what... Mm. It represents that. Um, it says the girl kept trying. So here's exactly what it says. Um, when Marinin Cross fought Pazuzu, they used a purple frock. It was one of the Catholic Church's symbols against evil. Maddox has one, but the real purple frock that makes a difference comes via a scarf. This is the one Angela's mother had. The girl kept trying to use it. In the beginning, hoping it would be useful in the seance to, to talk to her mom. But sadly, Victor took it. And when Angela and Catherine opened the gateway, they didn't have a totem of love. This allowed Lamash to, to possess them. But in the end, Victor uses the scarf so Angela could hold it and come back to him. Mm, mm -hmm. This is a CBR.com article. I'll post it. It's interesting. Lamash who is a woman, a female demon, is much more powerful than... The other Pazuzu. Oh, I'm just saying she actually took someone. <laughs> I'm just saying oh. she actually took someone. <laughs> True. Well, yeah, well, I mean, Father Harris uh, dies, right? Yeah. We don't, maybe. I um, do like, since we're just talking about this, all the religions. So I liked how the religions came together. First thing I'll say is I think they miscast the Protestant. I believe it was a Protestant preacher only because, I'm sorry, but the way this guy looked, I thought for sure he was evil. <laughs> I thought for sure he was a molester. He was fraudulent. He was something was going to come to light where he was a bad guy. Maybe he was a part of all of this. Something, something. And he didn't. He just ended up being like a, a normal preacher. But there was just something about this guy. It's like, oh, he is a creep. I was also thinking this is the one of their 
of Angela. No, no, no. Sorry. I keep mixing up the girls. Catherine and her family's. The, yes. the pastor. Pastor there. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I was feeling that way, too. And also, yeah, I don't know. He had like a very like televangelical. Te- wait. Tele- yeah. Yeah. You know, evangelist. Yes. You know, sort of. Yes. And he was like really like pale. And I don't know. There. <laughs> just it did not weird. trust this guy I was waiting for him to be evil. And but he wasn't. He was just a guy. He was just a guy. Did yeah. his thing. Just uh, came along. I thought it was funny. So I'm like, oh, this is a cool message. So all of us need to be together to fight the the um, demon. This never happens usually in movies. It's always the Catholic priest. We talked about that in the last episode. But then the Catholic priest came in and everyone was like, oh, my God, thank God. Oh, thank, thank you. <laughs> but yeah. they are known. They are known to be the ones, right? <laughs> right. So then he goes in there and he's like, blah, blah, blah. And then boom, he's dead. So uh, first I thought... Oh my gosh, this is kind of great how I have here. Um, they totally destroyed, literally killed the trope that the only one that could come in and perform it as successful exorcism is the Catholic priest. So yeah. they kind of like destroyed that trope or idea. Um, and now it's like open to anybody can do it. And then on the other hand, I thought, well, maybe it's not even simply just that because shortly after that, the exorcism was successful. So were they, was it a callback to many, I won't spoil it if you haven't seen other exorcist movies or exorcism related movies, but the priests are always like taking the beast and killing themselves over it. (laughs) And so I thought maybe his sacrifice of his life, because he he touched the girls as well. He was the only one that did that, added to everybody doing this exorcism. So first, when I, okay, so when I first saw it, I thought it was taking that trope and going, nope, see ya. Yeah. And then I thought, oh, maybe this is just how they add the priest sacrifice, which is typically what happens in the exorcism. <laughs> yeah, true. You're like, oh, not normally what happens. Oh, wait, kind of, though. Yeah, it kind, of, kind is. of is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, liked the callback to the twisted neck to the original um, oh, yeah. exorcist. Again, a little heavy handed, but. Whatever, I'm fine with it. <laughs> um, I thought, you know, I, I feel the same way about this that I did the original Exorcist. Is in the original Exorcist, you have these two Catholic priests going in to do this exorcism, and I mentioned how at the end of the movie, I feel like what triumphs and what drives the demon out of Reagan isn't religion necessarily, but it's the goodness of Father Karras who wants to save her. And takes the demon in himself. Sorry if you haven't seen the original Exorcist. But like, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) We're talking about the newest one. Um, But it relates a lot to that. But so that's how I felt about the original movie is like, but I feel, but you can't help but feel like maybe the religious exorcism, like, you know, loosened it up a little bit. (laughs) Maybe we knocked (laughs) that demon loose a little bit and allowed for that to happen. And I feel, so it's hard to say for sure that that didn't had no effect at all. And I feel the same way here. Like, yes, it feels like the message of the movie is kind of like we all have to come together. But in the end, that's actually not what saves um, Angela, at least. It is the connection to her mother and that like protection ritual that they performed when she was um, still in the womb. And so like that then feels like it's the love of, you know, a parent, basically, or the the very close connection 
to family that saves you rather than religion. But I can't, I can't help but feel like that had something to do with it. You know, you get all these people together and they're like helping it along. So I don't know. It yeah. feels like it's, it's a really parallel story to the original. Yeah, exactly. And is it the parents love? I agree that it is. Or is it actually maybe that's the best religion? <laughs> the one that put yeah. the protection spell. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. maybe that's the best religion is be going and getting those protection spells. I forgot. Where were they? In- they were in Haiti. Let's go to Haiti. If you're pregnant, <laughs> yeah. get that protection spell. Come back. Because, yeah, go. because again, I... And please, if you've watched the movie and I missed something, let me know. But I didn't get at one point that Catherine was neglected or unloved or not close with her family at all. No, I I didn't either. Like they they did seem to really care about her, you know. I mean, even yeah. to the point of even to the point of um you know, allowing somebody else's daughter to die to save their own. Yeah. And and in the end though, they're punished for that. And this is where I think I get confused because they choose their own daughter who ends up dying anyway because the demon is like playing a trick. But like the demon shouldn't be like you wouldn't think that the demon would be um, like what's the word punishing them for like doing what it wanted them to do, I guess. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Do you know? What, yeah, like. And so that's where I get confused. But I don't know. Maybe it is the demon thing because going back to the demon it is well i don't know maybe not maybe it's that pregnancy protection spell because i mean they just didn't identify a a certain like do you have to come from a broken home where like one of your parents has to be dead so that some memento from them is powerful (laughs) this is so specific unfortunately she had both of her parents who were alive, unfortunately for her. So that wasn't special enough. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. It's, you know, the other thing that I'm feeling is like, I felt like, what was it? It was either Halloween Ends or Halloween Kills. I can't remember. But one of those movies, I remember feeling like we got to the end and the end undercut the entire rest of the movie. And I feel a little bit like that's what happened here again is like, the whole movie was all about togetherness and coming together and being like neighbors. But in, that's not really what saves her in the end end, you know? So it's like, what? You just undercut like all of what we were building up to. And yeah, because you know. could look at it that way. If Yes, if all of the togetherness was was what was going to save them, then the dad broke that togetherness mm-hmm. for his daughter but maybe in Angela's dad's heart, he wasn't. He really wanted both of the girls to survive. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I feel like we could go back and forth on All that right. forever, but I'd be curious to know other people's, like, read on it if it's different, you know? So I wanted to say, about. before I get into some Easter eggs and we chat about that, um... So I liked Ellen's return because Ellen Burstyn, sorry. So I like Chris's return because I was like, oh, that's that's she's from the original. Right. And then 
I didn't really like anything about her. And I'm wondering if I wanted to tell you, I have a piece of trivia on this. Um, Ellen Burstyn had turned down the reprise, the reprising of her role and was then offered double the salary. Burstyn thought, I feel like the devil is asking my price. She eventually accepted using the salary to fund an MFA scholarship for actors at Pace University, where the Actors Studio teaches the program. She's a part of the Actors Studios for a very long time. She's co-president. Um, but Ellen Burstyn stated in an interview shortly before, this just irritated me, to be honest with you. Um, just be fucking, like, grateful. Sorry. Okay, here. Let me tell you. Sorry, Ellen. You, <laughs> okay, you okay. may hate me, but Ellen stated in an interview shortly before filming that she accepted the offer to return solely for the money. She did not want to do this role. She did it for the money and then took all the money and donated it to charity. I just feel like... Sorry, Ellen, I feel like kind of a fuck you in the sense that people really love this movie and people yeah. were really excited. And she's just like, I fucking hate all of this. I just wanted the money for charity. And like, I just I just hate that. Yeah. We, we encountered that in another movie, too, where the person was just like, I didn't even want to fucking do this. Then why'd you fucking do it? Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, just yeah, totally. You're a part of this, like, amazing thing where you get to, like, come back. And I mean, you know, you see the of the opposite at. Uh, the opposite of that with I feel like Jamie Lee Curtis like Jamie Lee Curtis like fucking loves the Halloween franchise mm -hmm. she's the daughter of the woman who was in Psycho right like she she's like horror you know like a generational horror icon basically and she fully I feel like understands and respects the the weight of the that movie and so she was like fully in for these Halloween movie you know this most recent tri um, trilogy and you know, whether or not those ended up being great is a different matter. But like her her um, just excitement about the franchise, like she's she seems like she's always in to come back and do it again. Um, whereas this does feel kind of like, yeah, I just did it for the money. And it, it you know, honestly, that kind of makes sense because it kind of felt like that a little bit. It was like, why is this even in here? I, I we don't even honestly, we don't even need it. It's we like don't. so. I was really kind of disappointed by how fast she dies. And I just, I was having a hard time. I liked the idea of this. Like after the original exorcist, she goes off to, to write a book and, you know, it becomes estranged from Reagan. Like, I feel like that's a good idea, but like just the way it was coming through on screen wasn't that just what there was something just missing from it. And it's, it's yes. probably in part due to that. The fact that she just was in it for the payday and her cameo was so short. She's in for like a half second, gets stabbed in the eyes, is blinded. And then she gets to deliver the very heavy handed like exposition dump about like coming together. This is where I started to like roll my eyes about it. She's because it's like it's way too long. This fucking monologue about <laughs> yeah. coming together. It's like you're going to need everyone. You're going to need to go around and get everyone because we are all together in this and you are going to need everyone. <laughs> every single one of everybody that you know. Go get everyone. And I was just like, okay, we get it. Like, come on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's like, that's the only reason that she's there. And then we come back to her at the very end for a also very fast, like, Linda Blair cameo that means nothing like I was like what are we doing here this is weird <laughs> so I can say with that Linda Blair cameo I actually teared up a little 
And I just (laughs) think it was, I don't know what it was, but it, this whole thing, like that they're straight, maybe, maybe because I'm a mom, I don't know, but they were estranged. And when she was, she said the guy's name, you know, and, and then you can only see a hand and I'm like, it's going to be Reagan. Right. And it was Reagan. And I was like, Oh, I felt like kind of emotional about it, but I do um, know a little bit too. Yeah. I think this, this might help a little bit, not any of that. I totally agree. And when I saw that, that little tidbit that she did not want to do it, I was like, oh yeah, that came through hundred percent came through yeah. in the movie. Do you know why? Like, I wonder if, was it just a thing where it's like, why are we doing this? Why are we rebooting this? Or was it just that she doesn't want to have anything to do with this anymore? Like, yeah, I'd be I curious. I didn't see, I didn't read more into that. I apologize. Okay. I don't know. Has she appeared? I don't think she's appeared in any of the other ones. I don't know. I. Yeah. She's she's very uh, much older now and it's probably like, man, I'm over this. Yeah. Did, didn't we read something where she was like, didn't even really want to do a horror movie, but oh, got talked into doing The Exorcist? Or am I thinking of a different movie? I don't know. That sounds familiar. It could be a different movie. Yeah, that she wasn't didn't really want to do a horror movie, but ended up doing it. It was like one of the biggest movies. Yeah. And that she was shocked by the the success of it. I might be making up all of Ellen Burstyn's backstory. <laughs> Dude, you would think I, I, I'm constantly amazed at how we forget things. Like yes. you think that we'd like remember from talking about stuff. No, it's but like, we talk about so much. And a lot do. of the stories are the same. There's multiple actresses we've talked about who were very on the fence about doing a horror movie and then totally. ended up doing it. It was like the biggest movie of their life or whatever. <laughs> We also like watch, I I feel like we watch so much horror, even outside of what we talk about on this podcast. And then on top of that, like, I know I read what people are talking about on forums and stuff. And so it all gets like jumbled in my head. And I just saw this very funny TikTok of this guy. I I get pushed these TikToks every once in a while. I'll have to send it to you. But it's this guy just like making a funny kind of infomercial about how he can't remember anything because we all are bombarded with too much information all the time. And it was like... (laughs) It was he was like, um, you know, in with th- the names of people on the Golden Bachelor. He's like out with what my wife is allergic to medication wise. <laughs> like, that's exactly how yes. I feel sometimes is we're like com- we're consuming so much information that it all just gets jumbled and just like kick out stuff <laughs> to like learn the new thing. I love anyway. that. You know what this I actually learned this in that resistance course that I'm taking the science, the science behind it. And there is something about um, I I had it right here. And if I can't find it, I'll just move on. But that are we by the way, we consume content nowadays online and everything just constant that the brain, this whole thing, like multitasking, that's not a thing the brain wants to do. And it's not good for the brain. And so we're just constantly training the brain to be inundated and uh, with information, irreg- uh, you know, unregulating our nervous system. And then the brain is trying to figure out, I wish I had it right here. She explained it so well, but we're just, we're training the brain on not to, it doesn't know what to focus on. And yeah. not to focus on any one thing. And then it just, it's learning to not focus. 
yeah totally it, this another funny part of this video is this guy was like <laughs> i can't focus on anything and i don't even have adhd and that's like yes. me to a t i definitely don't have adhd but i feel <laughs> like i do because i cannot fucking focus on anything anyway i feel the same way like this woman was like i was diagnosed with adhd as an adult and i was like shit do i need to go look into that because i feel <laughs> that way too but i wanted to say maybe we would have liked some different pieces more if we would have seen all the exorcists because they really did try to pull from all of it. So the Exorcist Exorcist 1973 was followed by The Exorcist 2016 on Fox, one which acts as a direct sequel to the original movie and ignores the others in the series. So it ignores everything else and just goes right after the first one. Despite widespread critical acclaim, Fox canceled the series after its second season. Oh, yeah, this is the show. Yes, the show. David Gordon Green revealed in an interview prior to the release that this film, unlike the TV series and his Halloween trilogy, will not erase the continuity or what has been established in all the other Exorcist movies, all the sequels. Interesting. Okay. I have like just, yeah, in the process of doing research for the original Exorcist, like I did come across number one, that there's so many more fucking sequels than I thought there were. And that there is this TV show, which like, I don't think I've heard anything about, but it does seem like it was really good, you know? And I've heard really great things about The Exorcist 3. It sounds like The Exorcist 2 is hot garbage, which is probably the one that you caught a little bit of. Um, And then there's like a handful of other ones that I don't even remember the name to, but those seem to be the standouts is 3 and the show. I wonder if the Pope's exorcist was also maybe a stemmed from the exorcist because it was very similar in a lot of ways. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Hmm. I wonder. But okay, yeah. Hmm. We'll have to like watch, like we should at some point watch them just to watch the other ones to make me watch that. Yeah. Second one again. (laughs) I know. I almost did. I almost fucking believed it. We almost did. We almost watched them all. (laughs) oh okay i did want to mention this sorry i had forgotten for a moment i was like oh there was something i was gonna say i knew you were going somewhere yes um so there are going to be so is it blumhouse or bloom house i think it's bloom okay bloom house spent 400 million to secure the filming rights and on top of that had to guarantee a trilogy so even if believer bombs at the box office the next two films are set to be made Okay, I was wondering about that. Ah, uh, that's kind of a bummer because I feel like we're going to, th- not to be a negative Nancy, but I feel like the same thing is going to happen. I feel like this first movie is going to be good. I mean, at least to us. Other people obviously didn't like it as much. But then I think if we try to keep pushing the story forward, we're going to end up with <laughs> Exorcist Kills. Or no, ex- <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah, Exorcist Kills and Exorcist Ends. <laughs> like, and I don't want yeah. that. Those were bad experiences of a movie. I don't know. Oh my gosh, I have to tell you this. This is a perfect segue for this piece of trivia. On William Fredkin's passing, writer and film critic Ed uh, Whitfield posted on Twitter and Facebook, William Friedkin, sorry, it's probably Friedkin, yeah. once said to me, Ed, the guy who made those new Halloween sequels is about to make one to my movie, The Exorcist. That's right. 
My signature film is about to be extended by the man who made Pineapple Express. I don't want to be a, I don't want to be around when that happens. But if, but if there's a spirit world and I can come back, I plan to possess David Gordon Green and make his life a living hell. <laughs> oh, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Uh-oh, David Gordon Green. You set yourself yourself up for a possession and exorcist. That's what the next movies are gonna be, is yeah. the-, <laughs> the director of the movie. Chronicling David Gordon Green's possession uh via William Briefkin. <laughs> that is so funny. And then the ensuing um exorcist exorcism that needs to happen. That's exorcistance. That's what that is. Linda Blair actually um, advised the two actresses playing the possessed. Oh, interesting. Kids. Okay. Yeah. So she was on set um, uh, advising them. You know, I really fucking loved Angela's like being possessed, mm-hmm. but Catherine's possessed. Ugh, that was real, really rough. And I, I could not. I don't exactly know what the problem was. Like, I don't know if I could put my finger on it without watching it again. And so I was like, is it her acting or is it that they didn't like her voice or are they just not matching up a good voice or is she not doing a good job of like lip syncing? Like something was just fucking off about her possessed performance and I couldn't figure it out. Did you feel that way too? Um. Yeah, there, I do remember some points of time where I thought it looked like the voice was off from them talking. I did notice that, but her possessed performance. No, I don't think that it, it bothered me that much. I did notice that. And I was wondering if maybe it's because she looked more like the original exorcist girl. She did a lot more of the vile things than Angela. Possessed. Your thought. Yeah, that's true. And and maybe that, I don't know. Maybe that was because we... Wait, no, Angela is the one that stabbed Ellen Burstyn in the eyes. Ellen Burstyn, Chris in the eyes, right? Or was it the other little girl? I thought it was the other one. Okay, I'm pretty, No, it definitely was the other one. Yeah, because right? she was wearing that blue dress. She was masturbating in the church. She stabbed her in that. She just was like a lot more vile than, you know, the demon. Was it the same demon? Possessing both girls that's or just split itself? That's this is a I whole assumed, new yeah. world right now. Yeah, so now you could have one demon splitting itself into multiple people. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's a good question. Because I just assumed that that's what was happening. Yeah. But. yeah. Mm. All right. All right. So let's talk about some of these Easter eggs. I have the ones that I noticed. And then in blue, I have the uh something i didn't notice all right so help me carved into the body that's very and that actually didn't even make me think of the exorcist it made me think of the true story more than the exorcist my favorite part of this movie i'd have to say it made me laugh out loud and i loved it but in a good way was when angela says does the pie the power of christ compel you i <laughs> fucking love that yeah the demon's like is are you gonna say that shit to me over and over again yeah because that <laughs> that's good. what they did at the end i love yeah. that very the, funny <laughs> yes the vomit although 
I, when she vomited, I was like, oh shit, here we go. So I literally think right before that, I thought, I'm glad they didn't use so much vomit because it was so disgusting. And then she yeah. vomited and I'm like, oh, here we go. That's what I said to Steve. But it was only that one time. So yeah, acceptable. <laughs> we, t- we talked about the crucifix and I wrote, thank goodness it wasn't a crucifix rape scene. <laughs> it was yeah. Just in the eyes. I'm glad because I didn't really want to see another one of those. One's enough. One's enough. Yeah. And then Tawny already mentioned the neck twist. Also, you know, Angela levitating. However, you know, most times when you're possessed, you levitate. So um, the demonic mind games, right? They started playing on the father like, oh, I thought that that was really good, too. That you would ask for your wife to survive, to kill the baby. And oh, oh, my God, that was that was pretty sad and depressing. That was a nice um, reveal. Yeah, because I just yeah. I didn't even consider it. And then when we get to the very end and it is revealed that he chose his wife to live, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That was it for me that I noticed. Did you notice any others? And then I have some some things that I did not notice. OK, the ones that I the only other ones that I can think of right now that I did notice is. Um, like I said in the beginning, you know, we're in a different country from the U.S. Um, where the rest of the movie happens. And there's some shots of like the dogs fighting. And uh, there's also a shot. I think this might be when we're back in the U.S. Um, of like a jackhammer, like jackhammering and the loud noise. This is something that I actually commented on one of our posts um, back to Rice Mile Films because I had mentioned them in our Exorcist episode, listening to their episode on it. And they talked a lot about like the sound design, which we didn't really get into in our episode. Um, So if you want to know more about that, definitely go check out their episode. But they talk about how you're being attacked by the sound, basically, the different sounds and how that was just like a really big part of the movie kind of setting you off off base. Like it's really scary and so i as soon as i heard that and saw that like jackhammer i was like oh this is a nice call it's almost like i almost felt like did david gordon green listen to this episode from white rice miles films on the original (laughs) exorcist and then i'm sure there's also other you know um content out there about the sound design but it was just an, an interesting like circle that is so cool and yes you mentioned too that i didn't that I didn't recognize that I had pulled. So that's awesome. The dogs okay. and the sound. So that's so yeah. cool. Yeah. But that was it. Okay. <laughs> um, another one is for, it said for diehard fans, the couch in Chris McNeil's house when she meets Victor is the same one from her Georgetown place in 1973. That piece of furniture comes straight from Burston's personal collection. And when filming wrapped, she took it back. Oh, she took it back. Yeah, she took it back. I think um, it said after the original movie, maybe she had it reupholstered. But yeah, she used that same sofa. Oh, cool. Okay, would never have noticed that. Probably. Yeah, die hard fans. Yeah. If that's you, please let us know. Hats, hats off to you. That's (laughs) that would be a hardcore find. Um, Also, at the beginning of the movie, a small sculptured creature can be seen in Angela's room. This is the same creature Reagan drew with wings in the first movie. Oh, didn't pick up on that either. Me neither. And that's it. That's all I have for Easter eggs. I really liked the, the, I didn't even think about the connection between the, I think you called it a frock, but said you don't know if yeah. that's what it, 
the purple frock and the purple mm-hmm. scarf. Like that's that's a cool. Yeah, like, when I saw oh actually when I saw that piece of trivia, I was like, but that scarf was blue. And I'm like, was it blue? Wow, that's how bad I don't remember. I thought it was blue and it was probably purple. And that would make sense. That would make sense. Yeah. Because when I when I read that, I was like, that's reaching. It wasn't even purple. It was blue. (laughs) No, it wasn't. God, I loved Angela's like possessed shit. I she was creepy when she was like stalking around the house you know and the light goes off and she's in the room (laughs) oh yeah that was so great oh that one was real good i liked though that they didn't spend a bunch of time on the girls like getting possessed like that i felt like was paced nicely because now i just think as an audience we are we've seen so many you know especially the horror audience where it's like okay i i know what it you know we know we're watching an exorcist movie. Just get there. And it did, which was nice. Yeah, I agree. And they're doing that, you know, not a Ouija board, but trying to talk to those spirits. You guys got to stop that. You know, Titi, Titi told me and Steve the other day, we were on our way to dinner. She says, have you ever heard of a Ouija board? Or yeah, I think that's what she called it. And I'm like, yes. Why have you? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, her little friend has one. And we were playing with it at her house. Titi, you don't ever touch a Ouija board. I mean, it is so ridiculous. That was, I think everyone in the car was so surprised. And I'm like, look, it might be nothing, but you never, ever mess with that. You don't mess with Ouija boards because you know what? We don't know. And she's like, mom, it's just a game. And I'm like, don't ever touch a Ouija board. <laughs> and then Steve was looking at me like, you... He does not believe in spirits or anything at all. And I'm right. like, just in case. I mean, this is <laughs> yeah. like the pinnacle of all possession movies. Just don't mess with it. And I'm like, that's it. I'm going to have you watch The Exorcist and then talk to me. All right. You're going to watch those two yeah, movies with yeah. me next week. <laughs> <laughs> and here, you know, I mean, even just hearing about the story that the original was based on was super creepy to me. And yeah. so I agree. Like, I'm a very much a skeptical person, but I'm not going to fuck around with a Ouija board. I'm no. just not. No, no, Veronica, like all of them. There's messing. Yep, the true story. He would do the Ouija board with Zant. Like this. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's the uh, John Carpenter's Suburban Screams. Okay, so I started the first episode and it couldn't. I couldn't get through it. But it's like (laughs) true stories. It's supposed to be on true stories, but then they have apted out parts. And again, the first episode starts. With all these kids, have you ever heard of a Ouija board? And then they make a Ouija board and they start doing their shit. And now the guy's real life doing this John Carpenter episode crying. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> of everything that happens after. Shouldn't have oh, fucked with it. I shouldn't have fucked with it. All right. Let's see. Um, I have just like some uh, random pieces of trivia. So is there anything that you wanted to say? It was just some random stuff, but I thought it was kind of interesting. Mm, I don't know. I thought I had a thought there, but I, I can't remember what I was going to say. So, yeah. Okay. Let me know. 
All right, so let's just start on some of this trivia. It's just like production stuff and stuff like that. So it was briefly rumored, this is going off of what I said earlier, during production that William Friedkin was involved with this film and then Friedkin immediately tweeted, that's not a rumor, it's a lie. Not, <laughs> not enough money or motivation in the world would make me work on this film in any capacity. Jeez. Yeah, wow. When We, we talked about this last episode, but again, I don't remember. He died like earlier this year right yeah i think i looked that up on her oh oh so this is how my memory is yeah he's definitely haunting david gordon green is it just it, i also wonder with this and you probably don't have the answer but like yeah is it just that it's like don't touch my yeah movie? i think it's because of the movies he's made in the past and yeah he was just like you're gonna mess it up you're maybe that's ellen burston too you know ellen burston probably maybe well we don't know but maybe yeah. she was also like don't do it you're gonna mess it up but if you're gonna pay me a fuck ton of money i guess i'll do it yeah but wasn't that william freaking the one that like had all those unorthodox ways of motivating his actors yeah. yes he sounds like a big big head case ego yeah huge ego yeah to- totally so yeah. maybe that is also part of it yeah but I also understand not to, you know, not to be too hard on him if you've created something and you're very passionate about it. And now someone else who maybe you don't admire their work at all is going to step up and like, for example, who's the <laughs> yeah. person that does like the American Horror Stories and um, uh, Ryan, Ratchet, Murphy. Ryan Murphy. So like if I had some beloved thing and then Ryan Murphy was oh, going to step would, up, I'd be yeah. nervous only because Ryan Murphy, you start off strong and it always mm. ends weak. I would roll over in my grave if I <laughs> if I made and like and also let's just to be fair, we are talking about The Exorcist, one of the greatest horror movies, maybe movies in general, like so well known, so well beloved. It's not really like this guy's just having a big head from the movie that he made that maybe is just a medium movie. Like this is a big fucking time movie. Yes. And everybody agrees. Okay. So yeah, maybe he's allowed a little bit of ego on that one. There was this one thing and it looks like I didn't write it down, but um, this director green did promise not to remake the exorcist. There was like oh, rumors okay. that the exorcist was going to be remade. And he's like, no, we're not going to do like a remake of it. Yeah, we're going to re uh, requel. Donna, Lang- <laughs> Donna Langley of Universal spearheaded the push for a partnership between NBC Universal and Peacock with an aggressive bid for the Exorcist trilogy. As reported by the New York Times, the price of the mega deal came out to for more than $400 million. Oh, my God. Wow. There is 50 years between the original and this one. Just random. I don't know why I put that in there. Um, the Exorcist Believer is intended to be the first of three new films. We already talked about that. Oh, this. Uh, due to Taylor Swift's era tour concert film coming out on October 13th, The Exorcist was pushed up. Oh, yeah. Due to that. Taylor, <laughs> Taylor yes. Swift's. That's incredible. Like, I just, wow. She must, I hope she knows that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sure she does. Movies are being rearranged when they're being released because of a movie about your concert. 
Yeah, it's like a movie version of the concert. Yes. Yeah. I have never seen a movie version of the con- of a concert before. And I, I have some bands I'm pretty obsessed with. And yeah. that just blows my mind. I'm not saying anything bad about her. It just blows my mind. It is also blowing my mind. And but <laughs> it it is crazy. I, I also came across this video on TikTok where this woman was talking about how she has written like a romance book, right? That she's like self-published. And there was like, I don't remember the details, but there was something happening where she was like looking back at the data from like a few months ago or something, sales. And somehow her like book is very lightly related to something that Taylor Swift was like talking about or like there really is no overlap. Like it has her book has nothing to do with Taylor Swift, but because of something that Taylor Swift did or said or something, there was some kind of like touch point and her sales like went way the fuck up like in that month where that was happening. And so I've heard people talk about this lately, like the Swift effect or something. And it is sort of like that Taylor Swift is so big and has so many fans that no matter like what she touches, it creates just this huge wave of things. And I think that has happened with this like sports thing. I fucking have no idea what's happening. Let me just admit that right now. But there's he's she's dating some football guy. And oh, yeah. Something happened and sold out all the tickets to the stadium. I don't fucking know. I, I don't know what the actual thing is but it's fucking wild that like yeah she is that big that she's bigger than fucking like movies like sports teams <laughs> like maybe that's insane. in one of her conversations somehow the word sequence of two chicks in a horror flick like maybe she'll be like so me and my friend we decided to watch horror movies together to celebrate Halloween we were just like two chicks watching a horror flick and then our <laughs> podcast will blow up <laughs> dude that would be crazy but I think that really is like how it fucking goes it's like yeah that is swift, crazy the swift effect I want to be taken up by the swift effect please yes. <laughs> uh let's see uh for all y'all who want to watch it once the exorcist believer is no longer in theaters it will be streaming on peacock I dude I'm thinking I will re-watch it as soon as it's available on there yeah, I might watch it with my kids. Steve liked yeah. it too, so. Yeah. I don't have any other things to say, do you? Um, I don't I think I've hit all my main um yeah, all my main notes. It's right. hard to take notes in a, on a theater movie. I know we've talked about this before, but Yeah, I honestly it was when I was drafting all of my notes for this episode that I sat and thought scene by scene through the movie to try to recall what did I like? What didn't I like? And so really I'm just calling back the main things that stuck out to me because I didn't take notes within the theater. Yeah. All right. Let's rate it. Oh, okay. All right, Tony, you want to go first? Yes. Um, Okay. I think I'm going to give this a 3.5. Ooh, nice. It's pretty... I, I feel like it was worth a watch and I was entertained and I had a good time overall. I had some problems with it, but I was looking at like my other 3.5s and I think it's like on par with that. Like Hocus Pocus 2, Possum. Um, I can't believe um, you just said Hocus Pocus 2 and Possum together. I know. Those two <laughs> polar fucking opposite movies for sure. <laughs> um, the Fourth Kind. I gave like a 3.5, but I liked it more than like my 3.25s. Um, like I gave Starry Eyes a 
3.25, but I didn't like it as much as like a 3.75, which is like the witch is what I gave the witch. So yeah, I, I feel like I liked it better um, than the other like Halloween ends and Halloween kills. And I definitely rated those lower. Those were in like the twos. So that's where I like it. 3.5. Yep. All right. So I'm right on board with a 3.45. So I was looking at it the same way and it really came down to there were 3.5s that I know I liked more than this movie, um, but it was close. So I say a 3.45. Okay. So very That's a pretty close. good score. It's a pretty good score from us for this movie. I yeah. Feel. Yeah. I was like, I'm so, so surprised I'm questioning myself. Because right. <laughs> <laughs> I was going in like, this is going to be garbage. This is going to, I was telling everybody, I'm not excited at all. I'm excited to go on a date with my husband. <laughs> but, <laughs> right. you know, so I don't care what we're watching. We get to go on a date. I'm happy with it. Uh, so to come out and say, yeah, 3.45, that's, what the hell? Surprising. But I'm looking at these other ones that I've given a three or a two point something, and I definitely liked it better than that. Like, yes, hands down. So I, I feel good. It was fun. I feel it like was it was fun. a fun popcorn, you know? Like, yeah. It was a good time. I was entertained. I agree. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for spending time with us. Make sure you are on the lookout for that episode we did with BV- BV- BVK. <laughs> BVK. Um, we will definitely be posting about it, too, once it's live. So next episode is We Have No Idea. We are yeah. going to be taking the next month. So thank Thanksgiving month, November. We're going to be taking November off due to travel. So Tawny's traveling. Um, I was going to be traveling. I'm not now, but it just it makes sense. Yeah, I'm moving the whole first week. So I won't even have a podcast studio. Then you're leaving. So just hang in there with us. We do really appreciate your patience the past few months with our just insanely changing schedules Um, we're doing our best Um, so yeah enjoy i we will be posting like though um i believe i don't have it it's totally scheduled yet so don't hold me to it but i think i'll be doing an episode with hmc so we'll post that um uh, coming soon we'll also post that patreon only episode on the exorcist so you know we'll we'll try to pop in there and then we'll let you know be on the lookout for what's going to happen yeah coming stay tuned coming soon so don't worry we're not going anywhere forever just for now (laughs) but we're still here please still do engage with us and if you like us follow us on instagram or you can search for us and engage with us on your favorite social media platform just look at look for two chicks in a horror flick and we will be there what else tawny that was so well said you like changed it up a little bit but it was like so perfect (laughs) (laughs) um You can support the show by giving us a like, review, and subscribe on whatever podcatcher you're listening to us on. But that's it. So we will see you whenever. (laughs) And we hope you have such a good night. No nightmares.